Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites Basics, the paediatric podcast aimed at healthcare students or anyone in need of a refresher about common paediatric conditions. I'm Asim, one of the paediatric trainees here in Wales and one of the presenters for Dragon Bites. Each week, medical students will be joining paediatric doctors from Wales to discuss these common paediatric conditions and give them insights into paediatric problems that they may not have faced before. These episodes are just introductions and aren't meant to replace your regular revision. Remember, there will be some regional variations in practice and practice will change as new evidence comes to light. However, this is paediatrics made easy to help students get their head around some new concepts. This week our host is Georgia Parry, a medical student at Cardiff University, and she's going to be discussing Noonan syndrome with Dr Emily Sloper, a clinical geneticist based at the University Hospital of Wales in Cardiff. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dragon Bites Basics podcast. I'm Georgia Parry, final year medical student at Cardiff University, and I'd like to welcome back Dr Emily Sloper, who is a clinical genetics registrar based in Cardiff. So thanks for joining me today, Dr Sloper. How are you? Thank you very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. So again, like with the other genetics podcast, if we start at the beginning so that we cover our syllabus, um, can I just ask you, what is Noonan syndrome? So Noonan syndrome is a reasonably common in our genetics world condition um, that is caused by a change in one of several different genes. Um, it affects about one in 2,500 people and is a very variable condition that can affect people quite differently, even if it's running in a family. Okay, so how does it affect people differently? So typical features can include things like having short stature, uh, congenital cardiac disease, which can typically include pulmonary stenosis or an atrial septal defect or hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, uh, as well as characteristic facial features. Um, and then some other sort of health conditions and developmental and learning difficulties. Okay. Could you tell me a little bit about more about some of the health conditions you just mentioned? Yeah, so typically it can, apart from the heart side of things, it can also cause um, problems like renal abnormalities. Um, it can cause hypothyroidism uh, and also blood clotting problems. Along with growth difficulties, it can also cause delayed to puberty um, or fertility problems as well. Okay, and how about the, the facial features you just mentioned? Is there anything in, in particular that we should be aware of? The characteristic facial appearances would include what we would describe as low-set posteriorly rotated ears. Um, affected individuals often have very vivid blue or green eyes, um, which may be out of keeping with the family appearance of their eyes. Okay. They often have widely spaced eyes and down-slanting palpable fissures. Um, and a bit of ptosis is often present as well, so drooping of the eyelids. They tend to be most obvious in sort of early to middle childhood and can become much more subtle as someone enters adulthood. Okay, thank you. Um, and is there any more about the inheritance pattern of Noonan syndrome that we need to know about? 
it's usually inherited in an autosomal dominant manner. Um, it rarely can be associated with autosomal recessive inheritance um, if one particular gene is involved, but typically it's dominant in inheritance pattern. Okay. Uh, you mentioned some of the other things that are associated with Noonan syndrome, some of the other um, different conditions. Is there a specific way that we should manage these or any surveillance that, that is needed? Yeah, so there have been guidelines that have been released um, that are kind of a consensus on the management of the condition. Um, but te- it tends to centre around screening for the associated features. Um, and because they don't affect everybody, it's a question of looking for them and monitoring for them. So typically that would include cardiology referrals, an audiology and ophthalmology assessment, um, and potentially follow up if any changes or concerns are identified. For children, obviously a paediatric assessment and referral and monitoring of development and learning. Um, And then in addition, we would tend to arrange blood tests, including thyroid function and clotting screen um, and a renal tract ultrasound as well. Um, And then it's just advice generally about symptom awareness, growth, surveillance and fertility, um, as well as thinking about the wider family as well. Okay, and can we use growth hormone therapy in um, in this um, cohort of people like like we can for other things like endocrinology problems and Turner syndrome, for example? Yeah, so it can be used um, and it can increase the growth velocity. Um, during childhood um, but obviously it would depend on how significantly that child is affected by growth difficulties um, and also the underlying uh, blood test results that would be done in a paediatric endocrine type setting but it's certainly an option to consider. Yeah that makes sense thank you. Um, so how is Noonan syndrome usually diagnosed? So it can vary. It can be diagnosed antenatally. Um, So babies may have an increased nuchal translucency, even fetal high drops or a cardiac anomaly that's diagnosed on scans. Um, So the mum may go through prenatal genetic testing at that stage. Equally, it may be diagnosed if there's a family history of Noonan syndrome and they may have testing during a pregnancy for the condition. Otherwise, probably more commonly, it would be diagnosed after birth. Um, And that would be either because a team like the cardiology team or the ophthalmology team have considered it to be a likely diagnosis in that child, or they've been referred to genetics for an assessment, and then that's been considered as a possible explanation at that point. Great, thank you. And am I right in thinking that there are some similarities between Noonan and Turner syndrome? So there are some similarities, particularly antenatally. Okay. Um, but also postnatal features too. So antenatally, there are things like fetal anemia, uh, fetal, well, there could be anemia with high drops, um, but fetal edema as well, or an increased nuchal translucency on that initial booking scan could be seen in either Noonan or Um, Turner syndrome. Um, Postnatally there can be some overlap of features as well Um, so short stature heart conditions although the heart conditions are typically a bit different in Turner syndrome Um, but also webbing or having a broad neck 
um, as well as developmental difficulties. Um, often both conditions can cause widely spaced nipples as well um, and changes to the chest wall shape like a pectus, excavatum or carinatum. Okay, so thinking about the other side then, are there any important differences that we need to be aware of and how should we kind of differentiate the two if we're not sure what's going on? Um, so I suppose it depends on the clinical features, really. Um, typically, Turner syndrome, you'd be thinking more often about obviously being in a girl. Um, and otherwise, the cardiac features are a little different. Um, but often both groups of patients will have had very similar investigations to start with before maybe they see um, a specialist paediatrician or geneticist who is more familiar with the with the conditions. Um, an array CGH, which would be the, the detailed chromosome test, that would pick up Turner's syndrome, um, but would not pick up Noonan's syndrome. So okay, if that so test is... So is there a normal karyotype then? So in Noonan's syndrome, they would do. So if you think about the... Um, sort of genes and chromosomes set up obviously genes are instructions we've got about 20,000 of them and they're organized onto chromosomes and we have 23 pairs of chromosomes the array or a carrier type would look at the number of chromosomes um, that are present and an array specifically would look at the the structure of those chromosomes as well so look for deletions and duplications within them um, so that would pick up the 45x 0XO um, for Turner's syndrome, um, but it would register as a, in inverted commas, normal carrier type for um, boys or girls if they have Noonan's syndrome because it's not detailed enough to zoom in and look at the genes that are linked to Noonan's syndrome. I understand. Thank you for going through that. So for the diagnosis of Noonan's syndrome, a gene panel would be the suggested test. Um, so that would look at a group of genes that are linked to Noonan syndrome and similar other conditions that could be confused um, with Noonan syndrome and specifically is looking for what we would tell a patient as spelling changes, really, mutations in a gene um, that is linked to Noonan syndrome. Great. So could you maybe summarise what we've just talked about in the last 10 minutes or so um, and if you have any key take-home messages for us. Yeah so Noonan syndrome is a reasonably common genetic condition uh, caused by a change in one of a few different genes. It's mostly autosomal dominant in inheritance and typically causes short stature, congenital cardiac disease characteristic facial features and possibly some other health conditions including eye features and kidney problems. Um, the management is very much targeted towards surveillance and monitoring for the possible associated features of the condition um, but it's also important to remember that it can be inherited in about 50% of cases so obviously thinking about the wider family is very important as well. Um, and there are different guidelines that are available online through the DISCERN group um, to help with the management of, of the condition if required. Oh, excellent. And thank you for signposting us to some things to look at as well. So 
I think that's everything. Thank you so much for, for telling us all about Noonan syndrome and for clarifying how it differs from Turner syndrome. I found that really helpful. And I haven't actually met a, a patient with uh, Noonan syndrome yet. So I, that, that's all um, really helpful for me going forwards. So yeah, that's it for today. Thank you for um, for joining me and I hope more Dragon Bites episodes coming soon. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. And I wanted to say thank you to both Georgia and to Emily for recording that episode for us. Join us again next week for another episode of Dragon Bites Basics. <laughs>